Welcome to the fourth episode of the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. I am your host, Colin. This episode is with Sean Ashby as my guest. He is a co-owner of Power Moves Music Productions in the Quad Cities. We discussed drug abuse in the scene, in the EDM scene in the Quad Cities that he has become aware of. And also he's, you know, he's obviously gone to other shows as well and been able to experience that. He's recently turning a new chapter in his life and he is now sober. So he has a different perspective on the music scene. So we discuss that and also a couple other things as well. I'm Sean. I am one of three owners of uh, Power Moves Music Productions. We host a lot of EDM showcases here in the Quad Cities. And uh, our mission has always been to create a safe, fun space for people to go to, but with like raising the standard of what shows have been so far. We're trying to put the Quad Cities on the map, basically, from in between Chicago to Des Moines. Yeah. We want to make this a stop. And I think it can be. Just, so kind of like yeah. what they've done with some of the, I know there's some promoters out there, like uh, Sean Moeller. Ah, oh, yeah. Who do, like, the indie stuff. So they kind mm-hmm. of have been doing that with Indian the indie scene. Folk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of a similar... Like have a stopping point for eating. Yeah, I we really like it. You know, because you get these festivals, you like summer camp in Chillicothe. This that's not too far away. You get five one five out in Des Moines. Yeah, and you you kind of start to wonder like why can't we have something like this in our own backyard? Yeah, you know, there's there's places uh, for it. And you recently had uh, showed in an event. Yeah, uh, Digital Circus. Okay, was what? Oh, it was originally going to be our festival. Okay. And uh, COVID, yeah. you know, came on in and kind of knocked us down a bit. Yeah. It, it's as unfortunate as it is, but it, we still had the show. We ended up getting picked up by the Rust Belt. That's good. Yeah. That's it, a big venue, isn't it? Huge I been venue. There. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Buddha at the Rust Belt, by the way. Yeah. That guy. I, we love I saw that, that you kind of had a last minute. Venue yeah, change. he he saved us. He saved our ass. <laughs> yeah. It, the, it was re- crazy. We. Yeah. We woke up, we're getting ready, we were getting everything packed up, and then I start getting uh, notifications on my phone, people saying, like, why did it, why is it canceled? And I'm like, it's not canceled, no one's told me anything, and then next thing you know, was it the venue, the venue had canceled it an hour before doors. Yeah, <laughs> so we had to take all the equipment out of that venue, and we're just, you know, up shit creek. Yeah, but uh, like I said, our friend Josh Buddha, he uh, he really stepped in last minute for us in a in a big way. Yeah, and huge. what better place to have is he it one of the, the owners or is he um, managing? He's, I, I believe, he's on the same level as ownership. If not, he runs their production. He's he's like their main guy for their production. Sound. I know he's like higher up there. So sound guy. Yeah. Yeah. Their tech tech guru. Yeah, I've heard the Buddha. name. I've heard the name before <laughs> yeah. because he's very talented. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually ended up. He was playing uh, Digital Circus for us too. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, it helped him out too. So yeah, he to play. Yeah, he get a, he get a better slot and everything too. So. Yeah, it was kind of a win-win. Yeah, that but, is cool. Yeah. So, definitely. how about what kind of turnout did you end up getting? I mean, with COVID, and everything. <sighs> not as great as we yeah. would have hoped. Yeah. I mean, I can't really. I won't really complain. 
you know, because at least people came. Exactly. I mean, and it, we weren't we weren't expecting anything grandiose, you know. Even yeah. at the first venue, we weren't expecting, you know, to have like a, a metric shit ton. Yeah, especially with things yeah. going on. I mean, everybody's kind of a little skeptical. Yeah. I assume you had some type of guidelines that you guys had to follow there, or um, at least tried to put in place. I came to find out that day that there's a no dancing policy in the District of Rock Island. If you have a dance floor, and when they were still open, nobody could dance on the dance floor because of COVID. Okay. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm like, that's some Footloose type stuff right there, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah, we had we were we were gonna exercise, you know, masks first and foremost, wearing yeah. your mask and making sure that we're doing that, uh, doing clean sweeps with sanitation on all the heavily touched areas like the doorways. Yeah. Door handles, railings, whatever have you, you know. Yeah. We were making sure that we were taking the steps that we could to proactively keep people healthy, but okay. yet have the show. And of course, social distancing was encouraged, and and a lot of people actually did a really good job of that. Yeah. So there was. It's hard once you get in the moment. And you're yeah. Like, the the compliance with that was actually very very uh very large amount of compliance from people, and I couldn't be more proud of them, honestly. That's awesome. So so what do you, you as far as numbers go? How how do you think uh, it did? I don't know. Guys? I can't even remember. I know it was in the hundreds. I don't. I don't think we broke two hundred. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't bad. We had a fun time. That's good. Yeah. So what's that venue like? Do they have like a like a bar there too, so or is it? This I, is I guess connected. It's connected to two other businesses. It's a Midwest Ale Works, so they're a brewery. Okay. And then they have Jenny's Box Car, which is like a t- little taco joint. Dude, it's there. so good. It's pretty good. I yeah. love their food. But uh, yes, the Rust Belt has its own bar connected to it. It goes through like two sets of double doors. So they've got their bar. They also open up access to go out to Midwest Ale Works if you want to pine or something from them and you want to get some tacos at Jenny's. Yeah, it's a good idea. So yeah, there's a lot of space. And then not even to mention when you get into the place, dude, this is just fast. It's huge. Yeah. And the stage, the lights, and everything—it's—it's. It's, this is a staple. This yeah. is a staple for yeah. music. I've heard a lot of good things. I mean, yeah. And it's only been around what, like maybe two years now. It's yeah. Two or three. About. Something like that. No, yeah, it has been around long, long. They were gonna have somebody. I can't remember what it was recently that got canceled. It was like a. Um. I want to say like a two thousands rapper. Shoot, or something. Yeah. Uh. Juvenile? Baby Bash, Juvenile, and Genuine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that got canceled. Yeah. Man, that sucks. All yeah, the soccer cool. moms are probably very disappointed. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm getting to be yeah. that age where that was almost my I'm just a little yeah. younger than that, but still. I know. Shoot, last time I heard a Genuine song, I think, was on Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like old, old music, man. But they they've had good stuff. They've had uh, CeeLo Green play there. I heard that. Yeah. They had um, Jimmy Eat World. That would be cool. I yeah, would. they had them play. They uh, yeah, they've just had all sorts of stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So as far as uh, I know, you wanted to talk about a couple things, but mainly like uh, 
it seems like, and I've noticed this before, because I've been to the first EDM event, I guess you could call it, was, uh, what was the one at Soldier Field? This was a while ago. Soldier Field. Soldier um, Field. It's like a two-day, three-day festival. Ain't Lolly, is it? Lolly, please. No, no, no. It's ED. It's mainly EDM. Uh, um, I don't know. I can't remember a whole list called. of them right here. And this was a while ago. It was a blurrier time for me. So. <sighs> Spring Awakening? Spring Awakening. Spring Awakening. There yep, you go. Spring, Spring Awakening. Awakening. It was, was like one say, of the first ones to. Because you got Lolly and Spring Awakening are the two in Chicago that I know of. Yep, Spring Awakening and... Uh, yeah, that was a that was a really good time. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I got a buddy of mine who goes to that every time. And I'm more of a hip hop rap guy, but I mean, yeah. you can still enjoy yourself. I mean, it's just it's music, man. Yeah, it's music. A lot of people in festivals, especially, man, it's kind of like a little family. Yeah, everybody seems to be in a real good mood, whether yeah. that's influenced or not. But yeah, uh, I've been to festivals where I barely listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm too busy enjoying people's company. Yeah, exactly. And it's you get lost in it. Yep. But as far as the what I've noticed from going to other concerts or shows is the drug use is a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. See, that's the that's the stigma that people you know like they know, and and trust me, I've been told plenty of times, and I'll say it again and again that drugs are there and they're not going away. Yeah. Hey, hey, you can you can try as much as you want. They will always be there. Yeah. But yeah, it's drug use, especially here in recent recent times, has been kind of spiraling out of control, in my opinion. Yeah, it's mainly like what, like you'll see, like Molly. And yeah, it's it's different now, man. Like, it's all uh, the place. what's this new one that I'm hearing all about? Is ketamine. Oh yeah, ketamine. Ketamine, yeah, yeah, yeah. ketamine, ketamine, ketamine. I've heard and a it's lot like, about ketamine. I, I've never, never done it. I've been offered it. I've seen what people are like on too much of it, and that don't look like a good time. But <laughs> yeah. I, well, if you take too much of anything, yeah, I know. Trust me, I've, I've n I haven't dabbled in that, but uh, I've dabbled in other things, a little yeah. bit. So what's it like? Are you are you sober now? I'm currently two months sober. Okay. Uh, awesome. I was addicted to cocaine, Been heavy there. heavy addiction to cocaine. Um, I was I was using it pretty much every night, large amounts of it. Yeah. Um, expensive habit. Yeah, very expensive habit, and I was drinking more while on it, yeah. so I'm spending all my money. Comes with, comes with the and I'm snorting everything I can, and then I'm blacking out and not remember doing it, not remembering how I got home, yep. not remembering when I got home. Yeah. Yeah. I remember waking up with a chipped tooth one time and not remembering how I got it. Yeah, I I remember waking up one day and not remembering driving home and walking outside and looking at my car, not a scratch on it, and I thought it was a damn Christmas miracle. Because I knew yeah. exactly how messed up I had been the night before just by the headache that I had. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is one thing I uh, remind myself of yeah. the most when I think of, uh, oh, man, maybe I, can, maybe I can start drinking again or do whatever again. And I remember how I feel the yeah. next day. Yeah, don't let that and pride. it's the worst. Yeah, don't let that pride seep back in and exactly. think you can go back out. Yeah. I know if I go back out, I'm going to hit my my next low 
because yep. that's what it's started happening. Time. That's what that's what really saved me and told me, hey, I need to get help because yeah. I hit a low. And then the first low, I was like, oh yeah, I can get back up and I can go out and do this again. I can control myself. And then I hit another low. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, it can take everything from me, or I can choose to make a proactive step here. Yep. So, yeah, that was. It's it's in the scene. It's it's everyone. I think what happens is a lot of people who first get into this this type of music and these crowds and these shows, their first time, they're on something. Yeah. So they they want to chase that feeling again. They connect it. Yeah, yeah they, they connect that to their feeling of bliss while they're at these shows. So they need that. And a lot of people, you'll ask them, why do you do this? Why do you use it? They feel that it, it gets rid of their social anxiety. Yep. And that's how they connect with the artists and the music more. Yep. But, uh, you know, like when I was on cocaine, I thought I was in master of my domain. But in fact, I was just really annoying and talking a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? In everyone else's eyes, I was just yep. like this annoying kid. But I thought I was, I was the greatest thing on God's earth. Yep, yep. You think you're the man? For yeah. Sure. Yep. I know how that goes. Man. But it, that's another thing with the with the with the drug scene in general. Uh, every drug has fentanyl in it now. Yeah, that's another thing too. It's another thing to steer clear. Of, that's reason to steer clear. It's dangerous, and yeah. we have in our scene. There's a company called QC Harm Reduction. Yep, I know. And a, a multiple people. multitude of other people that have testing kits and you know Narcan. And stuff, and they take these to these shows. They're trained to use it, trained to save lives, man. But fentanyl, it's dropping bodies. Yep. And I've known a couple people so far, just from the time I've been yeah. clean, and just wasn't my wasn't my thing. But then I heard out it's good and into everything. Yeah, everything. I I dreaded that. That being a promoter, that was one of the things I really feared was that something's gonna something's happen. gonna get into my show. And someone's gonna end up getting hurt. I don't want to see you know any of our patrons get hurt. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't think I could sleep at night. No, not knowing that I did everything in my power to make sure people were safe. Yeah, the harm reduction people. They're yeah. hardcore, man. They're that's what. That's what we do. We we bring those people in, and also uh, we and a few other promoters will have safe rooms. We'll create one little section or space where if you're on something and you feel like you're in danger, even if you, you know, you're just, you're a young woman and you're feeling in danger from someone at the show and you want somewhere to go that's safe. You can come to this room and be like, Hey, I'm a little spun out. I'm going to sit here and chill. You know, you can do whatever instead of having to be out there. We have water for you. Yeah. All that That's snacks. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta drink a lot of water. You gotta hydrate. You gotta hydrate. I've been, I've remember festivals I've been at. It's like hundreds of degrees outside. Yeah. You're on whatever. Been drinking all day. You gotta hydrate, man. Yeah, it'll destroy you. Yeah. But, uh, so the recent event, you said, uh, went pretty well for the time being. I mean, yeah, it's tough to even throw an event in general right now. It, um, you got really Cancellations lucky. after cancellations yeah. led up to that show, man. We had to keep postponing it, I think, uh, I guess maybe five times. Yeah. Up to five times. We ended up having to reschedule. And we were... We were looking at bringing a pretty big names out 
we were looking at uh i don't know if you've heard of hash i haven't personally uh, i don't i'm not as familiar with i'm only familiar with some of the really yeah. really big names it's kind like, of the more deep underground rhythmy type music he's not really big big known but he's well known, yeah he's well enough scene. yeah but we were we were looking at bringing him but i obviously the the whole reschedulings and everything and then covid yeah where is so. he from um, I think he's out of Chicago. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who is, uh, did you have anyone from like across the country and stuff like that? No, nah, not or, really. It was mostly Midwest. It, it was, it was in States. Yeah. I mean, so as far as like losses, we didn't really lose anything so we also probably didn't gain yeah we didn't really gain much either and that's not what we're in it for though yeah this isn't your yeah. full-time job no sure. no yeah. we're mostly we're mostly in this just for the fun of it man yeah like we've the first show we ever hosted we had a, like this 125 person venue in rock island called the rock island supper club <laughs> <laughs> dude it was this little place and you walk in and they got this like tiered staircase kind of standing room yeah and to this pit in the ground and we just had this super underground vibey little rave nice that's like the um i know my friend javi you know javi javier yeah, javier. yeah. um he did a show where was that it's like an a golf course and yeah basement. they got the basement there dude <laughs> yeah. that's like super underground you're doing yeah. it at a golf course right? yeah dude, i love it man their sound system rocks by the way yeah i've seen it uh, i haven't heard it but i've seen it. a lot of history on that sound system yeah that's brian has been building his pretty well oh well, yeah. yeah yeah man i feel like all the other promoters you know especially that are struggling because they can't do their shows as well but i feel like they're all thriving and and it's just like under the surface waiting to just blow up once this all goes away yep i can feel it that's what sucks yeah i can feel it coming it's just no matter of when it's gonna happen yeah and that's the problem we don't know yeah i know we have a general idea maybe but Mm -hmm. it's more hope than we had before but yeah it's crazy i mean yeah, COVID Damn and COVID. the vaccine, and there's yeah. Two then you got now. people who don't want to take the vaccine. Yep, Will they that. take it? Will they not take it? And there's healthcare workers that won't take it. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. Which is and you know if it's your choice, it's your choice. At the end of the day, it yeah. is. Not. A, I don't think. Yeah. We can agree or disagree whether that's a good choice. Yeah, or I not, myself but, am gonna take it. Yeah. But that's because my job's gonna require it. Yeah. But, you know, oh, well, I've put other stuff in my body <laughs> that's a lot exactly. worse. That's than, how I feel, too. Yeah. It's like, uh, at the end of the day, what? Uh, if the vaccine takes me, then wow. Yeah. Hasn't taken anyone to yeah. that. So, and there's some, been some side effects on a couple people, but that happens with anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, about about the drugs, man, it's, it's, uh. It's incredible the stuff you'll see rolling around in the scene. I've heard a lot about the ket- about the ket- dude. That's yeah. That's not it. Like uh, yeah, that's not the only thing, obviously. But I don't know when this happened, 
but like at a few of our shows, I've had people talking about like, can you find me meth? I'm like, when did meth become a party drug? <laughs> you know, like I thought meth was like what the old hillbillies would be cooking up in their in their it's a very kitchen. Cheap, terrible drug. Very terrible. Yeah. Horrible. It just destroys your body. Yeah. But yeah, it'll uh, it'll get you moving. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess probably why. Yeah. That's what they see. When I was uh, getting help for my cocaine addiction, that's what they had warned me: is that most people who start out with a cocaine addiction move to meth because it's cheaper. Yeah. I'm glad I never went that route. Yeah. I also heard it's mixed in with a lot of stuff. What's mixed mixed in with ecstasy usually? You're usually getting something. Yeah, I've heard that it's in that, like the pressed out ones, especially. They'll throw that in there to give them a more longer euphoria. Yeah. It's all crap to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all crap. Well, I gotta stay away from it. Yeah, and as far as meth, where the people just like, just, were they smoking? I don't it know. I don't know. It? That's you like don't know I don't hang around with people that do meth. Yeah. So but, but, but if it's, like, but if it's showing up, some meth, and I'm like, I don't know the first place to go for that. Maybe like. West End somewhere? Maybe? Yeah. I don't like know. The, I don't know. Five Seasons Trailer Park? Yeah. <laughs> Knock on a random door. It'll fucking smell the anhydrous, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to a lot of people uh, that have done meth, and uh, oh my God. Some of the stories I've heard just yeah. staying up for. I days. understand staying up for a day or days. two, but man, had, they're up for a week. We had coworkers who were recovering addicts from that. At, at where I work at Pepsi, yeah, uh, they just tell horror stories about staying out for weeks and weeks on end. Yeah, seeing people, and seeing shadow people, shadow people, yeah, yeah shadow people. Well, it's crazy, yeah. Um, and people shooting it. I didn't know until like just a few years ago that, that you could inject sh- it. Yeah, I didn't I mean, know that. What? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I thought that, that was like heroin. Well, method they would. Some people mix it, <laughs> uh, or they just do one or the other. Yeah. yeah. You can, I mean, I've talked to people who have injected anything they could. So I got That's some crazy. statistics to throw at you if you want to hear them. Yeah, for sure. So we got this study done by drugabuse.com, and they surveyed 976 people at all sorts of musical concerts. EDM came at 67.5% most intoxicated. It's a high percentage. That's high. Yeah. High percentage. The next one was rap, right? The next one was actually heavy metal. Oh, Came in at 62.2%. Yeah. And this is all, when they say intoxicated, they mean anything from alcohol to any substance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, hip-hop and rap actually came in... Fourth, third, Fifth place. Oh. And that's at 58.7%. Yeah. So they're pretty even. They're pretty docile, but yeah, yeah, man, a whole 67.5% on EDM. Yeah, I've talked to a few people that um, that are clean now, and they're still, you know, they're still involved in the scene. And, yeah, it's know, hard. And I'm just like, how the, how the hell do you do it? I want to know the same thing. Yeah, because you're just getting... I'm just that. starting. Yeah. And you know, that, that kind of does scare me, but like, I don't want to quit yeah. because I, I love it too much. But uh, yeah, that's, that's I how, really I really did ask myself when I first started 
to you know go on the sober sober journey i was like should i still do this like should i stay here in the scene and but you know covid has kind of given me a break from all of that too so yeah we we haven't been doing much yeah so i've got time to heal and it's and it is rough though i got my buddy brian johnson you know him yep he's stayed sober and done shows and for a while now yeah i'm i'm amazed that's that's <laughs> what i was thinking i've struggled too, i've like, struggled when i first met him he's like oh yeah but dj do this well, yeah how yeah i've str- i've struggled so much and uh it's funny i i asked him and i'm like so what was your drug of choice and he's like more yeah, more. Yeah. It was like it was me seeing, hearing my story. He's like, yeah. more. Yeah, what, <laughs> what do you have? What do you yeah. got? Yeah. It's rough. It's really rough to be around that. And it's also rough, you know, to be trying to get sober and to be involved in that. And it becomes like a, a question of moral issues. Like, because you're technically, you're creating a space where people are using this. Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta remind yourself though that it's it's something you can't control. Yeah, as long as you put good safety guidelines in there, like I said, a good security team, one that's not gonna bust your ass. Yeah, but is gonna be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah, you know? I noticed that at 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 any concert or show I've been to, as far as when it comes to drugs, maybe they're probably more hardcore on like certain drugs, but. Yeah. You got weed in there. Oh, they yeah. Not care. I went to, what was it, Porter Robinson at the uh, Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. And people were lighting lighting up freaking joints in the crowd and everything. They didn't care. Yeah. That was fine. You know, they're not going to hurt anybody. The only victim you're going to get from that is like a large Casey's pizza. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. You know. And I was talk to people who you know are really anti-drug people yeah i grew up around that a lot um Mm -hmm. going to private school and things like that yeah me too i went to lutheran private schools oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so and i I was just like well would you rather have somebody wasted drunk or would you have somebody stoned i would 100 percent of the time rather have somebody stoned because they're not going to do anything they're not going to drive a car they don't want to. <laughs> they don't, they want, don't want to go. They don't want to do much of anything yeah. except for eat and listen to music. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. See, and uh, speaking of that, there's another study. Yeah. And uh, this was the greatest substance prevalence by festival. They did a source survey of a thousand festival goers. They did Austin City Limits, Bonnaroo, Burning Man, Coachella, Electric Daisy Carnival, Governor's Ball, Lollapalooza, Ultra, all that stuff. Alcohol came in at number one yeah. in each and every single one of them. Second, marijuana. Yeah. You know? So that's like the two heavy ones, the two heavy hitters. I mean, other than that, you know, mushrooms at 4.4% in Austin City, eight, 9.8% in Bonnaroo. So your psychedelics are pretty much like the only other thing you're really seeing moving. Everything else was actually pretty small. Yeah. Well, most of those people hide it better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel, I feel that. Especially people who do, who do coke. Yeah. yeah they're hiding it. Yeah. They don't want people mooching off me, man. That's the main thing. And it's like, stop asking me for bumps. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, this shit costs money. Yeah, yeah, I was that guy. 
never enough. Yeah, there's never enough, ever. Yeah. Ah, so do we have people? We have people paying attention here. I don't know. Do we? I haven't even looked. Hopefully, people can hear us. I, don't know, I would assume so. Casey's watching. Hi, Casey. Yeah, it's a little delayed. You're watching yeah, yourself a little bit. in the past. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, because it goes through the uh, open broadcast and then it yeah. goes through the... We live, baby. We live. We live. Yeah, so it's, I'm glad it's working. Yeah. That's good. Let me see if I can pull it up. Brief, brief intermission here. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, after the holidays, man, it's live. Tough. Although the holidays were kind of lit this year, man, both of them fell fell on Friday. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, that was perfect for work, was work wise. Because especially perfect. if you're not, if you're like me, I don't know if like you, you don't, you get the one holiday off and that's it. Yeah, that's how I am. Really? Because I work in benefits mm. and. This time of year, things are starting over with everybody's new plan and things uh-huh. like that. So we're, yeah. I'm working when I have to be. I mean, no, we're just shipping pop. Yeah, we're <laughs> stacking them on a stop. pallet, wrapping it, and shipping it out. Yep, that grind never stops. Yep, yep. We send out maybe about thirteen thousand cases a night. It's insane. Yeah, we got a lot we go all the way out to Muscatine, Clinton, all that. Yeah. Um, so how long you been there? I've been there for almost 10 years. Dang. And power moves kind of came in li- way later. Yeah. So, and they surprisingly go, like, I've managed them both pretty well on being involved. Like, I've never had to tell my partners I can't make it to a show. Pepsi's been pretty understanding. And, like, they oh, get... Yeah, if you're there for a long yeah. enough, man. Like, people pretty... don't stay at jobs that long. Yeah. It's it's Anymore. been very good to me. There are a few things, you know, that I wish that I wish I could change, but at the end of the day, I'm just there to work a job, make a paycheck, provide for my family. Yeah. You know. I'm there to like it. <laughs> if you if you do end up liking your job, it's always a plus. Yeah. But that's why I say like I I loved doing shows because when you when you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Is that what they say? That's the saying, yeah. Yeah. That is the saying. And I loved what we do. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's... I mean, obviously there's some chaos behind it. Oh, man. And That's the of, beauty of it. Yeah. That's the beauty of anxiety. it. Anxiety. Especially, especially the before the show chaos. That's what I'm talking trying about. Trying to get yeah. everything set everything up. Everything set up. Someone hasn't shown up on time, you know? Like, oh, why is this not set up? We... Waiting for this to arrive. Where's our videographer at? You know, like yeah, nothing ever starts on time. Yeah, it's fine. It always. But people are used to that because musicians are the way they are. Yeah, just the way it is. It's it's a beautiful little amount of chaos before every show, or everyone's in chaos mode, and then this all like works out, and we're all like, oh, we forget about it. Yep, it's awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the power moves thing? You think? Um, shoot, we're <laughs> celebrating um, two or three years here. Yeah. Last one was in December 18th of 2018. 
so yeah, we're celebrating three years here, Shan. Nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was really, really fun to start that and see how that kind of came about. You know, like the little progress and everything about like how things just fell into place so perfectly. And of course, like I said, we had great friends who really, really helped us out. Um, the second show we were supposed to have was at the Supper Club again. But okay. due to some like in inside turmoil and everything, we ended up having to actually cancel at that venue. And our buddy Patrick Riffley was uh, doing a photo shoot at a place called The Establishment. It was a comedy club hmm. right down the road. And uh, there's a comedy club down there. Yeah, they moved. They since moved. I think it's a new comedy club or something. It's I like something comedy, else. Man. I go to a lot of yeah, but this place was awesome, man. Like it had its own little stage, its own bar room for 300 or more so we went from having this small cap space to having enough space as we needed and uh we did a couple shows there and then uh and it just went off we did a couple of uh, renwick mansion yeah that was fun yeah i love that, that place, place is awesome. dude it's nice yeah. They got eight bedrooms. You can stay and not oh, have you to. There too? Oh yeah, that's great. I, it, was, it was perfect. I didn't have to, you know, like pack up everything that night. I could just relax. Yeah. Decompress after a nice show. That's cool. Yeah, it was nice. I major respect for Dane and Sarah who run that place, and they good people. Yeah, I've seen some. Uh, that's where I've been to a lot of comedy shows. Uh, yeah, yeah. They I, have. Shout uh, out Chris Schlichting. I don't. Yeah, know yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? T.O.T. Yeah. Uh, Tom Foolery on Tremont. Tremont. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And they've yeah, had some, they've had some names come through uh, recently. He, Chris is a networker, man. He's been doing comedy for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've seen him around on a lot of stuff locally. Yeah. Not just through like comedy in the Renwick Mansion. He's, he's involved with a lot. Yeah. So. And he's a teacher. Really? Yeah. I think I remember him saying that. Yeah. That's cool. That's what I mean. That's what he can do on the summers and on his breaks and yeah. really go hardcore into comedy and doing that. So that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Comedy's weird right now too. I mean, they're probably not. I mean, I think they did a couple shows before it got too cold outside. Yeah. But I mean, nothing's funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's another problem, man. You gotta yeah filter everything. There's you gotta. Sti- there's still the comedians out there that don't care, and I yeah like Dave Chappelle will not stop. Yeah. Which I respect it, and I understand what it is for it. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's a new age of what is and isn't funny. I've always said though, there's a difference between the things that I think and then the things that I think are funny to say. Yeah. So like, I I try to draw the line between them and like let people know, hey, I'm just kidding, but you know. Yeah, I was watching a Facebook video with uh, Theo. You know, Theo Vaughn is. Do with a mullet. He's got a little mullet. Nah. Um, I think he cut it, but that was like one of his signature things. He's just this goofy guy from Louisiana. He's a comedian. Mm. He does a podcast too, which is pretty good. Um, and he was talking to uh, Jim Jeffries. Yeah, yeah. I love Jim Jeffries, yeah. dude. And they were uh, they met with a bunch of feminists. Yep. 
to try to try to see <laughs> Dude, Jim, Jim, yeah, try to see what uh what kind of jokes they can do has and, no filter yeah and he, <laughs> he was he was hilarious no filter. And of course he brought up he started it off by you know dropping the c word yeah like, immediately. he says like, he how says do you feel about man. this he says he's the man who brought the c word back into comedy yeah <laughs> and into this country too yeah man. i'm like dude yeah this is not Australia. <laughs> he had a well, yeah, over there and in um, the Ireland, UK. They yeah, use a lot Ireland, too. UK. It's that's like saying bro. Like, yeah. like what's up? Well, it's like how they they use it more in replacement of bitch. Yeah, like. yeah. That's all right. Whatever. Yeah, I choose not word. to use it. Yeah, I don't just uh, because it's very taboo. My, my wife would slap me in the face. Yeah, yeah, my girlfriend yeah. would not like that either. Yeah, most women I know do not like that word. No, at all. not at all. And that's why they told them, and then they were just uh, they don't like that, and then they don't like Karen. I feel like that's becoming the same. Oh, the word. Karen thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's becoming the same word. But there are a lot of Karens out there. There are shamed. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but that that was hilarious because they were like. Super uncomfortable, um, yeah. Because they were outnumbered, obviously, and asking like, "Oh, can I say this or joke about this?" And I just, I just tend to get it all out of the way. Like we're (laughs) very confused right now. We're not sure what we're supposed to be saying. Me deep down, I just get it all out of the way. Yeah, and that's how in damage control later. (laughs) And that's how Jim Jeffries is gonna be anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But it was just funny to see him. Yeah. Yeah, there's still uh, there's still people putting out content. That's the biggest thing right yeah. now is content because you can't really do you we've know, been those doing, live shows and live events. You just we've been doing content. streams, bro. Yeah. Live streams. Yeah, you'll get a four or five artists together and have them right on a green screen. Yep. Have someone running the whole software and everything, and just get a good stream going. Yep. I mean, even if you only get like four or five viewers, or if maybe you get more, yeah. that's fine. And people pop in on and off. Yeah, it's um, it just keeps it keeps stuff moving. Yeah, you know, lets them know we're still here. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta stay relevant. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Is, yeah, inconsistency. Yeah. And that's where I, another thing too. I feel like uh, it's very important, but don't like mistake that with like competitiveness like as long as you stay consistent like you said you'll be good it's no competition in anything you know just own your craft yeah exactly yeah it's not you don't really need to be competitive yeah there's no reason like i mean I'd, you can have friendly competition with yeah people, like stuff like that like oh, yeah. i'm gonna get this many views or whatever <laughs> like stuff i know like that. i just like just it's just own your craft and you know empires weren't built in the day but it keeps people viewing it keeps everything moving let us like I said let them know we're here yeah exactly that's the biggest thing I mean with this podcast I uh especially with COVID like I I had a I was consistent for a little bit here and then things just kind of fell off I was I was having COVID Oh yeah, having COVID, I did have COVID uh, in early November. For me, it was not that bad. Really? Uh, me and my girlfriend had it. Uh, she's a teacher. That's how she got it because they were teaching in person. Um, not all the time, but still enough, yeah. obviously. And uh, started off, I kind of I had a headache and kind of a 
what felt like a kind of a sore throat, kind of like mm-hmm. acid reflex, kind of sore throat. Hmm. And uh, was coughing, not a lot, but I had dry coughs. And uh, but she had symptoms first. She just had a headache consistently. Neither of us wow. ever got a fever. Ever had a temperature. Never, never were running hot. Never, no. Wow. So that's see, that's the 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 way most people try to identify if you have it. They get the scanners, and we were doing that too at Digital yeah. Circus. We, we were went running to a restaurant earlier that did that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that's what made me curious. I'm like, because you know, if if you get someone who isn't running a temperature, they could still have. They it. could still, yeah, they could still have. I it. know for a fact they could still have. Yeah. It, I did. And uh, yeah, this is a tricky disease, man. It's a weird, weird virus. If you're gonna get tested, in at least in Iowa, I highly recommend test Iowa because that's what I did. Yeah. Um, I did it. Tw- I've gotten tested twice. The first time, I would say I didn't have it, but you get your results back like the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't. And what's crazy is my girlfriend went to the hospital. Um, she, she called her doctor, you know, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people are gonna do. Yeah. And uh, her doctor said, "Oh yeah, go to go to Genesis. Mm-hmm. They got the drive-through thing and do that." She didn't get her results for three days. I almost got her, my results before she did. Damn. But I was waiting to get tested until I confirmed she had it. Yeah. Because um, I didn't start getting symptoms till a couple days after. I did lose my sense of taste and smell uh, a few days after symptoms started. And that was like for like a week, two weeks. Oh, shit. That was really weird. Sense of taste, that would suck. Yeah, it was very strange. I like food too much. I you love know? food. I like food too much That's to the lose my sense of taste. I've really... Um, ever since, you know, I stopped drinking and doing, dr- doing any you know, kind of drugs, I mean, food's been... I tell you what. Comfort food's a, a big thing, man. I picked a hell of a time to get sober. I think about it. You did. I picked a hell of a year. I know a few Holy people crap. that... <laughs> I thought it was... I thought we were coming towards the end, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I, I was actually betting on it. Yeah. Things were looking dull. Yeah. Uh... I know yeah. a lot of people have been able to do it, but the the biggest thing right now is people going back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people with time too have been going yeah. back out because they're bored. They get complacent. You know, we're not you know? meant. We're not meant to be without human contact. Yeah, without and, contact with our fellow people. Yeah, and you know, like sure, having Zoom calls and everything's fine, but you know, you want some actual Especially human. If- in person interaction, yeah, especially and, like the older people who are, they don't want to do that. They're not yeah, used to and it. I feel, and you know, I feel you. I I I've wanted that too, but you got to kind of ask yourself: Is it safe? Yeah. You don't. You don't want to take it to anyone else. You don't want to get no one else sick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have like five nieces and nephews. I would, it would absolutely devastate me if something I did got one of them sick. Yeah. It would it would absolutely break me. Yeah, I was worried about my uh, my dad. My dad uh, was around me uh-huh. like uh, a few days before I started getting symptoms, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was working because uh, we've been redoing stuff in my house, and yeah, I don't know how he didn't get it, but he didn't. Uh. It doesn't make any sense because we were working in the same room. Hmm. Doesn't we weren't wearing masks? Cause, I mean, we're family. We just didn't wear masks. I mean. 
Um, I've been a lot better about wearing a mask, though, in public. I think a lot of people have been, which yeah. is good, because people are so sick and tired of this shit. Yeah, they're tired of the other shut. Like, down. I'll do whatever, the man. I'll wear yeah, a mask. It comes to the point where you're finally you're just like, fine. Fine. Yeah, I'll wear a, a mask. Give me a bubble <laughs> suit. Give me a bubble suit. Yeah. yeah. Walk around looking like the State Puff Marshmallow. Yeah, like Bubble Boy. Yeah. Classic. So, you said... You kind of got sober and stopped drinking. Yeah, about... It's been a little over three and a half years. Really? Yeah, so... Damn. Yeah, it was just one of those things where... It really got bad when I was working in the uh, food industry. Mm -hmm. uh, Working in restaurants and bars. Mm -hmm. Very, um, very commonplace for addicts. Yeah. Alcoholics, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very common. So I got really deep into it then. I uh, I mean, it was bad before that, but it just progressed. And, uh, you know, if I could find more people that wanted to get messed up like I did, then it made me feel like I wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that for quite some time. And I kind of hit a wall and never had money for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh as soon as I got money, it was Incredible gone. how that works, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, it was gone so quickly. Uh. Bar- borrowed a lot of money, a uh, lot of debt. Uh, about, it was like, I don't know, like over $25,000 in debt. Holy shit. You went 25. Holy yeah. crap, yeah. man. Um, Damn. All right. Any, <laughs> any credit card that would approve me, I would, I would yeah. get. Yeah. So it was... I. It's a very easy thing to do in a very slippery slope. It is. Gambling got to be a problem, too, because mm-hmm. I was always up. So Yeah, and they're always yeah, open. And they're always open. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, I can still, like, remember the vibe and the feeling I had being at the casino at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. And there's barely one there. And the people that are there are just... Uh depressing and you're all yeah. just sad it's just a sad place and yeah, yeah the blackjack tables aren't feeling that hip right now <laughs> oh man even the dealers are looking at you like hate it get us wrong? out of here what's wrong with these people like why yeah. are they still here but yeah i don't miss that at that, all. that was the same feeling for me i there were nights i was using them to staying up until like 5 6 a.m yeah i'm all the way out like moline Having to drive home, don't know if I'm safe to drive home, didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I'm walking in to my house right as my wife's walking out. It's like, hi, honey, where's looking like a crackhead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was getting ready to take. I had that feeling of an all nighter not being able to sleep and yep. like just pressing down on you, bro. It's. I think I traumatized myself. I still have like oh, yeah. terrors about it. Yeah, I still have. Uh, everybody calls them like using dreams mm-hmm. uh, constantly. Yeah, uh, I talk to people about it all the time. They're like, "You have using dreams that much?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have them at least twice a week." Oh, yeah, it's real. You wake up and you're like, "Oh wait, okay." Yeah. All right. I'm I'm fine. I didn't do anything. I don't wake up like that anymore because I'm so used to it. Yeah. But I did it at, at first. See, I was I'm like, oh. Still in it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, did I relapse? Shit. Yeah. Or I felt like, oh yeah, I died. And it like, worries me because like there's a lot of stuff that I would do or be around, and I gotta like remove myself from in social situations now because yeah. like it's like a trigger almost. Yep. 
I can't, uh, yeah, I won't go hang out at a bar. Yeah. Um, even if my friends are there or whatever. Uh, if they're, I w- I've gone to many bar and grills, like, mm-hmm. to go eat. Yeah. Like, I don't feel uncomfortable. And I'm usually with other people who don't drink anyway. Yeah. I did, like, the first two weeks I got clean. I was, I went to, I went to the bar with a couple friends. Because I didn't have anyone else to hang out mm-hmm. with at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, over time. That's I've where met, your friends group was. Yeah, I've met people that, yeah. you know, I don't, aren't hanging out there. But I didn't, somehow I didn't. I was so just in it. Yeah. Uh, I was so committed to actually quitting mm-hmm. that it didn't matter where I was. Yeah. So, especially at the beginning. That wears off, though. Mm-hmm. After, over time. And it's I like so. a roller coaster, too. Yeah. It's like this. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, you know, nothing can stop me. Because then, that's how that's how you and I, that's how we managed our feelings a lot, too. Yep. Now we're just stuck with our feelings. Start with the feelings and anxiety, social yeah. anxiety, things like that. I, I deal with high anxiety myself. Yeah. I, I go into absolute spouts of just like an attack on my psyche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've got to deal with it sober. Yeah. And I've got to rationalize it myself. Yeah. I started going and then to... Even in our serenity prayer and in, in the big book even of yeah. uh, Alcoholics Anonymous especially, they say we come to admit that our lives are unmanageable. Yeah. I started really taking my mental health serious. Serious. Surreal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Super serial, dude. Super serial. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started... I, I had gone to therapy in the past. I'd done psychi- gone to psychiatrists and, you know, been prescribed medication. But I actually took it seriously this time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, me and my psychiatrist, it. like, are usually on the same page. Or I'll be like, hey, I need to know more about this. Or, you know, send me some more information about this prescription before you prescribe it to me. I'm not going to just let you prescribe me anything. Mm-hmm. You got to be in control of that shit because they will try to... you'll. Turn into a guinea pig, mm-hmm. uh, and you got to watch out for that. Yeah, I'm not a f- huge fan of big pharma myself. Yeah, yeah. not a huge fan. I get it. I, <laughs> I was, I was basically be... given meth as a child because of my ADHD. <laughs> oh, uh, Adderall. Yeah, yeah. That turned me into a friggin' zombie. Yep. No appetite. I could focus. Yeah, I had no problem focusing. I was just way too focused. Yep. Yeah, it's the biggest thing about it. Yeah. not eating and you're dehydrated. I, I'd make a plate and I'd have like small little amounts on this plate. And like my aunts and uncles and everyone's looking at me like, why is your plate not even filled? Because I don't, I'm not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating meth too, twice a day, you know? Yeah. That's one of the... I just, I, I just don't get it. I don't, I'm not a fan of Big Pharma, never have been and probably never will be. Yeah, it's pretty shady yeah and i'll you know a lot of people have told me like i should i should get medication for my anxiety and like depression and stuff and it's just, i don't want to do that i i need to find a better way to manage that than pilling myself up yeah it's you know? it's really whatever seems to be the worst the the best case scenario for yeah. you and also just uh and that's what you can't say with. that's i can't say that's for everyone but because I've been, I mean, I've been on medication for years and I found what works for me mm-hmm. and, uh, shoot, I know people who all they need is readings, meetings and meditation. Yeah. That's what, that's literally what they say. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I got my meetings, readings and meditations. Yeah. For some people that does work. Yeah. 
But I, where I'm at is I, I have OCD, so like I literally have like you got a the, chemical imbalance in my brain. Yeah. So do you do like the ticks where you got to touch things three times and stuff, dude? Yeah. I, there's a guy. Usually it's not three. I'm on four or six yeah. usually. There's that's a my, guy that's I've my seen number. back when I was going to this this bar all the time, and he had it, and he was like the best darts player alive. But like everything he had to do, he had to do three times in like this unit. So, like, he couldn't even walk out the door without doing that. And I was like, what's going on over there? And they're, yeah, it's just an imbalance. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> like, that would make life so much harder. It slows you down, that's <laughs> for sure. Uh, it comes and goes with me. Like, I've had experiences where I didn't really, I've always done something, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll have periods of time where I'm not doing it mm-hmm. as much, uh, or I'm not, you know, having to touch things so many times or whatever. Uh, but I don't know, winter, like right now I've been doing it more just because of winter. Yeah. I think it's just cause I'm a little more depressed, you know, just kind of winter kind of winters. Winter's a horrible year, man. I don't like winter. Yeah. I, if, if I could move somewhere where it's warm forever and I could just ride my motorcycle every day, That'd be awesome, I'd be yeah. fine. That would be the only therapy I'd need. Yeah, it does help a lot. I yeah. mean, I've traveled to warmer places when it's cold, and I've just just immediately you just feel better. Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Summertime and feeling well, good. The sun in general, yeah. is so good for you. Yeah, and that's that extra vitamin D, and that's mm-hmm. another thing I've gotten uh, prescribed vitamin D where I can just take one vitamin D a mm-hmm. month, where it's just like a ridiculous amount of vitamin D that stays in my system for like a month. And then you just take another one the next month instead of taking one every day. Yeah. Like a vitamin D supplement. But that seems to help a little bit. But yeah, man. The biggest thing is just noticing and being aware. Self awareness is huge. Yeah. If you're not aware of how you're feeling and what's going on, exactly. you're screwed. See that? For me, I didn't. I knew how I was feeling, but I didn't like how I was feeling. Yeah. So I wanted to drug it out, you know? Yeah. I want to feel good again. And that, I, I tell people all the time, I don't believe that anybody has a drug problem. I believe that they have a life problem. Oh, yeah. It's not you the know? drugs that are the problem. I yeah. Think. I mean, I'd, I think people got a life problem. And we need to find a better way to manage ourselves. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sitting here saying I hate big pharma, but I was throwing other drugs in my system. Yeah. You know, I was still medicating. Yep, one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Self medicating uh, is the worst thing, but that's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, quickest solution. That's what I hear a lot of people say. It's like, yeah, I never had a drug problem. I had a drug solution. That's yeah, another saying that you'll hear. Um, and it's very true because I used to. I mean. Before I got clean, I just thought, like, you know, drugs were the problem. Take the drugs away, I'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't. Not at all. So you're still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still got to deal with all your drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they warned me about, too. It's like, you're still going to have all your feelings. You're still going to have to look those demons in the eye. Yeah, you're still. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to look them in the eye. There should always, you know, like, we're literally. We can create weather. Why can't we create a way to just get rid of everything, that would not deal with it? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and that's how I, you know, medicating came in. 
Yep. Uh, all just looking for a quick way out. Yep. How are we looking on the cast? I think we're... Turn this out. Yeah, we got two people so far. <laughs> chair down at the beginning. Yeah, chair down. <laughs> we should totally do that for your next episode. It'll be office chair maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of weird how that happened. Yeah. It like popped out literally out of the uh the base. Yeah, I don't know how to fix that, but I don't either. I'll work on it. But. Yeah. So, we got any other questions? Trying to think. Uh, one thing I can think of is uh, when are you thinking about doing doing another show, or do you, is it kind of just up uh, in the air right now? Waiting, waiting. We yeah, gotta waiting wait. Yeah, the minute the minute that we can have one when it's safe and it's best for everyone, we'll have it again. Yeah, makes sense. But you know, right now it's about keeping people safe, keep you healthy. We're not, we're not gonna marginalize off of people, you know. Throw an unsafe show just to get something in our pockets. We've never been about that. Yeah. You know, it's we've always been one hundred percent about the people, about you know, getting having them have a fun place to you know, something safe and fun to do. Yeah. Because there's so much other things you could do that's just not in your best interest. You know, going to a show and dancing is probably the safest one yeah that's a s- I mean they love dancing you know young people and dancing go hand in hand yep and there's I mean there's only so much we can do around here we're not yeah. like a big I mean we have a there's a lot of people we get, Quad City's it's a pretty good size but still yeah there's not much else I think I think we it's a big enough area we can make this a staple on the scene yeah yeah and I can't wait to do that it may be us. I hope it's us. Yeah. If it's not us, it'll be someone else. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of when. Hopefully by hopefully by summer, things yeah. will start to get a little bit. That'd be nice. A little bit more normal. Oh yeah. I really hope so too. It's like I said, man. This whole COVID sucks. I so still cold. have to remind myself that it's real. I know. Like every day, I'm just like. I should not have downloaded this app because the notifications are so stupid. Um, trying to get me to buy stuff. But uh, every day, I, not I'm, not every day, but every couple of days, I'll like be driving. And I'll be like, is this actually happening? Like, are we really living like, in you know, this we, time where we have the to COVID, wear But we got all this natural disaster stuff going on. Like, we had a friggin' inland hurricane hit Iowa, bro. I was... That was the nastiest goddamn storm. I'm, I looked out my window after it was done, and our and our entire street looked like a bomb had gone off. I had just gotten my roof inside. Yeah. Every tree. Every single tree is just down. Yep. It was nuts. Yeah, people are still recovering yeah. from that. So that hit them after they're already financially affected yep. from the COVID. You got, you got a lot of people hurting now, you know, and people need good news. That's why I, I can't wait to start doing these shows again. Yeah. 
and just be like, it's over. I feel like once everything's slowed down with the with the virus, everybody's gonna be trying to have. Oh, their it's show gonna yeah, it's it's gonna be wild, it's bro. Gonna be it's gonna be wild. There's gonna be. Uh, I can't wait to see first so, off what Brian's gonna do. Yeah. Because he's him stuff doing with thumping Thursdays at Racer's Edge, man. That getting getting that going again was kind of a huge thing for the yeah. scene. Just in general, man. Like, there's gonna be so much more stuff to do because everybody's gonna be just yeah ready. Everyone's gonna be ready, yeah. so ready for this. Yep. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it'll be. Cool. It's gonna be a really good time. I'm looking forward to doing some, uh, I've done some photography for Brian for some of his shows. Hell yeah. Looking forward to doing that again. Stop on into one of ours, man. Yeah. I haven't done video yet, but I would like to get into video eventually. Welcome to bring your camera. Great stuff, man. Yeah. And I love, I love all the videographers that we've had over at our shows. Um, one of them, Tanner Heights. I don't know. His work is just phenomenal. It's incredible. Yeah, it's the way they they mix up all the images together with the track and just they captured the craziness of the night in a perfect way. It takes some talent. That's yeah, for sure. it's not just software. Software helps, yeah. but that's you, the you gotta know when to place that image or vi- video. Clip yeah, at that certain time to go with the music. That's the art. Time. That's art. Yeah, I know. A guy that, out in L.A. Uh, who uh, does videos uh, for... He's done videos for, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, really? It's big time. Uh, and he yeah. just went out in L.A. on a whim. Like, I'm going out... He's from Iowa, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going out there. I'm going to do this. And slept on couches and just yeah. grinded, man. And he is... Man, a roadie. <laughs> yeah. And he is eating. He's doing really well right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, shout out to Ben Haggerty, which is funny. Ben Haggerty is also Macklemore's real name, which is hilarious. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. A little fun fact for you. But yeah, he has a a podcast for creators called Black With No Cream, and they basically just break down, uh, you know, whether it's photography, videography, setting up your business uh, as a creator, and they just give people so much information. Yeah, man. Podcasts are great. Yeah. You, you can only find so much stuff on YouTube. It's true. <laughs> and they're on there, too. I mean, yeah. Their whole podcast will be on there if you want to listen to it, or they'll Hell break yeah. out clips. And, I would love to. Yeah. Send the link. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's awesome. I'd love to. This dude's an, an animal, man. He's crazy. He's always working. Yeah. And you, even right now, he's still got plenty of work, I'm sure. I mean, not a real close friend, but I've gotten to know him over the years, and he's just a good dude, man. Iowa dude out in Cali doing his thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, best of California I've ever really seen was Oakland and wasn't a fan. Oakland. Wasn't a fan. Yeah, I've been to, <laughs> I've, been to I've been to L.A. and uh, I would never yeah. want to live there. Yeah, uh, Cal- California is just quite fucked. Yeah, <laughs> and the, it's the, so expensive. It is. That's another thing. Yeah, cool place. You want, to you want a roof and four walls and in, in L.A. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a cool place to visit. Uh, I got a, I got a couple. I got a friend out there that's been out there for quite some time. Uh, but and I can always crash with him. But yeah, yeah. Not much to go to out there now. I mean, if you go out there, what are you gonna do really anyway? Everything's yeah. shut down. They're even more on lockdown than anywhere else. I mean, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. 
I mean, shoot. You got, like I've talked about, Chicago and Des Moines. Yeah. Everywhere in those places. And, I mean, Des Moines, maybe not so much anymore. But Chicago's definitely on lockdown. Yeah. Des Moines is more strict than it is here. Yeah. For sure. I've heard, anyway. Yeah, Chicago's well locked down. Yeah. Yeah, my brother lives in Chicago, and they don't Crazy. do anything. Yeah, I think I think after the upsurges of people after the first shutdown, then going back out, and then especially with like the protests, a lot of the protests yeah. that were going around, you know that that really made the spread easier. Oh yeah, and that that kind of was responsible about, but it was for the uptick yeah. in numbers. Yeah, you know, which you know more power to them now. Their protests and everything, but yeah, still, I get it's, it. I get it, but. Yeah, I think I think had had we stayed inside the first time and really took it seriously, we, we would be uh, we would be a lot better yeah. spot than we are now. That is for sure. And you know, I was dumb too. I was one of those idiots that was still going out. Yep. Like I was fearless, but you know, now seeing some stuff and and hearing actual facts about it. And then, you know, I'm no longer just caring about myself now. Yeah. I start to actually care about other people, yeah. you know? So I, I don't want to get no one sick. Just stay my ass at home and behave. Yeah. I've been trying to find stuff to do at home, more productive things. Like yeah, I've, I've done more video gaming in the past month yeah. than I've, I've ever back, done. I've held back from that. because I don't have a system right now, but I, I stopped at Xbox 360. Yeah. Um... I had an Xbox 360. I had a couple of them because they all broke. Yeah, they're all trash. <laughs> they're, all, they're all trash. In college, we had a stack of them. Like, they're, all, they're all trash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought about getting one. Uh, PS. I thought about looking into getting a PS5. I know you can't easily get one, but... Uh, I'd wait. Yeah. Wait to get all the bugs out. Well, yeah, I'm not in a hurry. Uh, no. But I bought some drawing stuff today. I used to draw when I was a kid. Yeah, dude, we started doing art, little art projects, me and my wife, at home. Yeah. We started becoming way more creative than we've been. Yeah. And, like, I think that's cool. A lot of people are trying new things, things they wouldn't regularly do when, you know, they when they're bored. Yeah. Because they're like, I got all the time in the world now. You know, I'm, I want to make a painting. So I started doing canvas painting and made we made our own Halloween decorations, nice. Christmas decorations, all that, dude. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Another thing I've been doing is like a lot of people are doing like home remodeling, home improvement yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah. It's perfect time to do it, man. Like. Yeah. I know you got. You said you had just gone through a remodel. Yeah, I did. This room was. I did this earlier, like probably May. Uh, mm-hmm. This room got done, and then after that, we did the living room and the hallway. Uh, well, we redid the floors, which we did our. Me and my dad did ourselves, which I was gonna hire somebody to do it, but it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very, it's not easy, but it turned out pretty well. So. That's good. Yeah, we don't have the money or the means to do any remodels. Yeah, I've been just slowly... Dude, we got in our house, the carpet it goes through the living room, and it's a carpeted kitchen. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That is like, strange. Who the hell does that? 
carpeted bathrooms are weird enough, but yeah, like that just doesn't seem sanitary to me. No, it sounds messy. Yeah, it's very messy. Yeah, we got trailing off a little, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are trailing talking about everything. Yeah, I can't. That can happen. Uh, but yeah, anything I else don't know, you man. I, I just, I really hope, like I said, stuff gets back to normal soon. I've, I miss everyone so much, dude. It's once I got sober and, you know, I was no longer out there at the bars and stuff with the people who would usually go to my shows. It's like I, I stopped seeing everyone and it, yeah. and it really became, it put me in my mind a lot, yeah. like going from seeing all these people and, and having that huge group to just like, you know, just being secluded and, you know, my wife and is enough. She's she's always been enough, but it's it's it does you hurt. Friends, man, it does too. hurt, you know. Yeah. But they they most most of them understand that you know I'm going through changes. Yeah. And they don't want to jeopardize that, and and I appreciate that. I really do. It's not that they're not looking out for me, and they and they don't want to talk, and they don't care. It's that they care too much. Yeah. So they don't want to ruin that. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, how some people are that I, I'm not as close with anymore since mm-hmm. I got clean. Uh, but people, yeah, there's it's like kind of like a love them from a distance kind of thing. Love yeah, them from a distance. It's hard. There's some people I know that, that I learned that aren't weren't really my friend to begin with. Oh yeah, I've I've had that too. Yeah, I've. People I've thought, you know, were always going to have my back once the the cocaine and, and all the drinking was gone. You know, they haven't talked to me yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, and there's other people I've literally had to for my own well-being just be like, don't talk to me again. And it's, they, you know, they're really great people and all, but I, they just, I'm, I'm too much of a follower. Yeah. And when I'm around those people, I will have a tendency to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Makes you know? sense. So that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I went to AA instead of NA because I felt like had I gone to NA, I would have walked away with a dealer instead of recovery. So I go to AA granted, I've got to say I'm an alcoholic yeah. when I go in, but you know, I'm still getting that same program. Yeah. I'm still getting the same help. Yeah. I mean, Going to I mean, whatever you think works for you. I mean, I don't really uh, like to talk about that specifically, just because there's traditions, all that stuff. But yeah. um, some people will get mad at me, <laughs> um, so I won't get. Hey, that. You don't have to go too much in anything. But you don't going want to. to any type of meeting, whether it's a twelve step meeting or you know any type of. Or just going to therapy, whatever it, yeah. whatever it is, whatever works for you is what you need to be doing. I just, I love telling people that I go to these meetings because, you know, like people my age and like me can see that I'm doing this, then they shouldn't feel afraid to do it themselves. A lot of people don't want to go. They have like this preconceived idea of what it's like. Dude, yeah. it's honestly, the room saved me. They saved my life. Yeah, that's how it is for a yeah. lot of people. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of preconceived notions about it. Like mm. everybody has their own 
take on it or they just go off what they see in movies yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah, God. the movies have a way of playing terrible. that, dude. It's, it's terrible, man. I've only seen a couple. <sighs> what I saw is it? The one that I think is funny is this Hancock. <laughs> they're all in the prison and he's just sitting down. They're all kumbaya and he's like, pass. That was, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought I was going to be like. Yeah. But, you know, I walked in and I heard my story in a different way multiple times and i'm like well i can say whatever yeah i can work through whatever here because like they've they're the same they're the same as me yeah like i belong here yeah and it's it's really good it's a really what it is yeah and that's the biggest thing is yeah being around like-minded people is a huge huge thing yeah it is it really is yeah because i mean there's a lot of people that uh, that probably love you, but they don't understand exactly yeah, what and you're going through. You know, you my, my parents, they're they're heavy in the church. And, you know, my my father especially was telling me, you know, keep at these Bible studies and everything. And, and I and I do go. You know, it, it is interesting what you'll hear at those things. But uh, it's like I just didn't feel like I related to them. Yeah. It's, and it was nothing that they were doing. It's just I didn't feel connected to them. Yeah. So finding AA was something I felt personally connected to on a deep level. So it really, it really helped. It really does work. Yeah. I mean, it's been around. Yeah. <laughs> long enough. And yeah, there's plenty of people that have gone through it and are still in it. That's the thing is a lot of people uh, don't understand with recovery meetings that you have to keep going to these yeah, recovery meetings. Yeah, it's a consistency. Whether it's the person that's yeah. going or the people that are like, that their loved ones, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, they'll be like, "Why are you still going to those meetings? Are you, you been, oh yeah, you've had Believe you got me. this much time." And well, when I the first times I've like really stopped going, I've really started to backpedal. Yeah. So keep on going to those all yeah. when, as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. And right now, a lot of stuff's transitioned. I mean, there's places, obviously physical meetings, but there's a lot of online meetings. Yeah, they have Zoom meetings. Um, I was about to say, Brian Johnson, uh, he's a good guy to hit up for links on that. But, like, uh, I think they have different pages you can find. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of pages. Uh Cool thing about that is that's happened in the recovery community is you can hop on a meeting in another country. Yeah. Yeah. Or just another state. I go I mean the West Coast is um, you know, you got the different time change and mm-hmm. sometimes I'm looking for a meeting at like uh, ten yeah, o'clock and, and it's you eight never there. you never know when you're gonna need and a it's meeting. Eight there. Yeah. So You perfect. never know when you're gonna need a meeting. Exactly. They have marathon twenty four hour meetings. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. It's crazy. Yep, that's exactly what I'd need. Yep. That's so it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. Yes, it has been. Yeah, uh there's a country singer, Jamie Johnson. He says in one of his songs, he says, The high cost of living is nothing like the cost of living high. True. And boy, I found that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I had I had over five grand saved up for just a rainy day. All that went to cocaine. Yeah. 
in a very short time. And and then every paycheck, it was like hundred dollars or more, hundred two hundred bucks going to a couple grams. Yep. And even that wasn't enough. So what what has it got to take? Is it got to take my marriage? It's got to take my car. My life, heaven forbid. Yeah. You know. Because that's all it'll do. It'll continue to take. Well, it was good having you on, man. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Good talk. I I really think people should hear a lot more of this and see, you know, this it can happen. You can, you can start screwing your life up, but you can always make it better. Exactly. There's people out there that you can reach out to. Yeah, there is. Especially if any of you need to talk to someone who are listening to this please hit me up yeah you can reach out to yeah I, d- I discreetly i won't tell anybody your name i won't say i won't yeah. go telling anybody you hit me up but i would love to talk to you over the years i've had most random people hit me up yeah random. yep reaching out that's always, the first step i will always being... respond and they act like they're bothering me it's <sighs> like you're not bothering me at all yeah this is See, I what I've keeps opened me up going to, too. I opened up to my dad. I was terrified. Oh, yeah. You know, I was terrified of opening up to my heavily Christian father that I was doing this. But the moment I told him, he he didn't even freak out. I like didn't even yell or anything. He's like, "Yeah, I I meddled, uh, meddled with that when I was a kid too." I'm like, you know, had I known that he was going to react that way, maybe I would have gotten my mouth open to tell him my bullshit a lot earlier. Yeah. So having someone to go to who understands and isn't going to freak out is going to offer you a good way and good things of help. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. Very crucial. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's been good being here. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to try to be more consistent with this. Yeah, man. Get some more people on here. Yeah, uh, Brian's like the modern day overthinker. And I'm yeah. like, that's a catchy name. It's a catchy name. Uh, I used to say that to myself all the time. <laughs> In my head, I would call myself that. I was like, Jesus, it's like obsession. Uh, sounds like me too. Yeah, a lot of people. That's how I, modern day over mo- modern day over drinker would be more like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been there too. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do a do another series. <laughs> like that? Yeah. The modern day of a drinker. Oh, God. Just do a drunk history one. <laughs> I've never gotten to watch that, but that'd be another whole other day. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Glad you were able to make it. Yeah. You were able to make this happen. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, hopefully I don't trip over this chair turn this Yeah. Off. Oh, man. But, all right. Hasta luego.